Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you, the ESW, Jay, Brianna Lynn, Daddy Jay, Embers, Fabe, Blossom, William P., Lady, Claire, Jam Today, Mr. N and Mrs. Jess, Mistress Good Girl, Lady Blooding, Six and Eight, Primal Empress, Kaze, Harley Gentleman, Roxy, Mistress Francesca, Slut Queenie, Butte Pain, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Brooklyn B., Serenity Deb, Robert, Ruby R., Christopher, Jess, Sam, Kilted Sir, and Schrodinger's Kink. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters will get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. All right, Dar, it's your turn. Start. You can start this one. Um, okay, so you know how normally we have like a cute little intro? A shtick. A shtick. Yeah. No, I got nothing. You don't got a shtick? I got no shtick. Damn. I know. I, I thought just, you were just going to pull a shtick out of your ass. I, damn it. I was going to say that. I don't <laughs> even have a shtick in my ass. Hey, <laughs> good. We got a shtick. <laughs> like, I couldn't think of anything, though. And then you put me on the spot. <laughs> well, you tell me I talk too much and I control too much. I was trying to take a step back and let you be in charge of this one. I am in charge of this one. See? I just have no shtick. That's a problem. Part of being in control. And being in charge is having a shtick. Okay. I don't have to podcast the same way that you podcast, even though we're on the same podcast. Fine. Be that way. <laughs> you, you, wait, wait. Oh, I can't even say it. <laughs> your podcast is not my podcast and that's okay? Actually, your podcast is my podcast. I <laughs> You're way of That doesn't work. Your podcast is my podcast and my <laughs> podcast is your podcast. See what I did there? No, it didn't work. It did, actually. This was my plan all along. This was your master evil plan? Yeah. It is evil. That is for sure. It was, hey, you're a masochist, right? So it works. I I know, but still. I still say ouch. Okay. Say ouch. Ouch. (laughs) You don't like my rules? No. Then walk out the door. This is my house. Oh. Yeah, I forgot about that part. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so just tell us what we're going to talk about. Just forget the shtick and just start. I was doing that. Sorry. You know how I said rules? Oh, was that what I I didn't get that? That was the thing where you, like, you know, I was opening the door. I didn't get that. No, okay. Anyway. (laughs) Wow. We're off to a real good start today, aren't we? (sighs) Here it goes. We're talking about high protocol today. There you go. Hence why I was talking about rules. Uh, see, and I get it. I don't do high protocol, so that's why I didn't get it. That's your excuse? Yeah, it's my excuse and I'm sticking to it. Okay, you can stick to that. Thank you. 
with your shtick. <laughs> shtick up my ass. <laughs> I feel like that's another another graphic. Another thing we that's need to pop up over shtick and over again. Shtick up my ass. <laughs> I don't even know if I know how to spell shtick. S C H T I K. Tick. Yeah. <laughs> That's sounding bad. S H T I K. S. Yeah. So yeah. I think there's a C or a Z no, in there. No, we're not putting a C. Because it's Yiddish. There's always weird letters in there. Yeah, but it's the S H part. Okay. Okay. That's why Hala starts with a C H. Hala! <laughs> <laughs> Just go. That's all I've got. Just go. Okay. Can't take you anywhere. <laughs> no. Not even nowhere. Okay, breathing. We're like three minutes serious in. Face. <laughs> serious face. We got this. What? What is serious face? I have no idea. We got this, though. Drink your coffee. Okay. So she does. See? She's following my rules. I'm very good. Like She's following my orders, which is great because in high protocol, it's all about following orders, See, right? I was helping you. You were. Thank, thank you. I appreciate anytime. that. Okay. That was lovely. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Are you crying? Yes. Yes. Coffee shot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, that's your coffee? They don't know that. They can't see. Don't give away my secrets. That's a big mug. Yeah, I know. No, how many cups of that do you have a day? A lot. That's one cup to you? Yeah, is that one cup? Okay, that's a very big cup. You do, you're a size queen. Well, yeah. You've seen me so fast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Sorry. That's my safe word. I know it is. That's why I didn't say a word. <laughs> okay. High protocol. Let's get into the definition first because I like definitions. I'm ready. It's just a code prescribing strict adherence to a predetermined etiquette. I think I like to think of it as etiquette more than anything because it's all about manners. Manners are important. Manners are important. And I'm pretty sure. So, but the other thing is it's like mental conditioning to follow the rules, to follow those manners. And it's very, very formal. I've always thought of it as protocols. Ah. Hence the high protocol. Like there's a lot of protocols. That's the manners and the rules. They're yeah. protocols. I broke this down into, um, did you look at my notes? I did. I swear to God, I looked at Did you them. look at the organization? I said notes. I spent a lot of time I on this. I did. Okay. There was a couple of pages. There's like four pages. There is four pages. Because when I do That's something. That's a lot of notes for you. It, well, they're all in bullet points. So that I know. makes it extended a yeah. little more. So it looks more than it was. Okay. Also, I don't script my shit like you do. I don't script it because I don't stick to the script. But I just like, I like boundaries. I like to have. You like paragraphs. You write your notes in paragraphs. I'm a little verbose. That's why I don't read them. Unless I send you messages saying, read this one. Read this one. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so it is training that a dominant will usually give to their submissive so that a subtle or not so subtle can control can be had over them. And it reminds the submissive partner that they're owned. This is in a lot of cases. This is where this is Robert's favorite. The more master slave relationship. Oh, yeah. I'm waiting for you to go, wait, what? No, I know what you meant. You were being sarcastic. Oh, okay. I, That's my second language. I recognize sarcasm when I see well, it. I don't have a very good sarcasm voice, so I wasn't really sure if you Well, if I you just assumed it. it was sarcasm. If you weren't being sarcastic, bitch, then we got a problem. I was being sarcastic. Thank you. Then we, ha- we don't have a problem. Damn. She's going to come after me. 
with that shtick. <laughs> that you pulled out your ass? No, thank you. You can leave it there. I heard about the butt plug. <laughs> if you haven't, you need to go back and listen to the last episode. Don't Just hit saying. me with that either. No, I won't. No. No, no, no. Definitely well over my line of... <laughs> You don't do fluids, and I consider that part of the fluids. Yeah, no, no, no bodily anythings. Yes. Uh, okay, so this can be broken down. So there's high protocol, which people think is like the end all, be all. This is what BDSM is all about, oh my God, right? Yes. Can we myth bust this a little bit today? Please. It's okay. So funny story. I'm gonna go out of order of my notes, which is gonna kill Rara, but I'm doing Fuck. it anyway. I'm just closing my computer now. Okay. You do that, and I'll tell you when to turn it back on. Okay. Okay. So, I <laughs> this is going to make you very happy. Do you yeah. know what I did? I like happy, yeah. I got a book. <gasps> I got a book called The Ritual of Dominance and Submission, A Guide to High Protocol Dominance and Submission. It that was on Kindle. fancy. It does, and the, t- the cover is all fancy looking. I had high hopes for this thing. <laughs> Why do I hear a butt at the end of that statement? Then I read the introduction. Uh-oh. And it says, and I'm going to, I literally typed this out. I copied and pasted. This is what the back of the book says. Okay. Within these pages lay the elusive secrets to defining structure and ritual to alternative dominant, submissive, and master-slave lifestyle dynamics within your personal life or community. You will find a definitive resource for building, practicing, and maintaining rituals and protocols within your relationship or group without having to join a secret society or convincing someone to mentor you in the private secrets of success. So that was two sentences and I lost breath. Yeah. I tuned out because it sounded too fancy it, for me. It was way too much. And the entire book is like that. Damn. So I'm like, okay, first of all, you needed an editor. Is this a self-publish? Because you needed an editor. <laughs> so my thoughts on this, I read the introduction. I skimmed the rest of it because at this point it was sort about of like to, what you do with my notes. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't throw your notes out the window. No. I did that with Fifty Shades of Grey. I almost did it with this book. Because <laughs> it irritated me. My thoughts on this is it, it talks about the under, how the underlying core of every DS relationship and every DS interaction is, is performed. It is not so commonly but often sought after world of high protocol dominance and submission. What? You just said it's not like a secret society on the back of your book, and yet you're referring to it. As if it's a secret society. Right, exactly. So it's like, I don't know about this one. It's talking about, like, it's only for the most elite BDSMers. And I'm, like, thinking that's just perpetuating the myth. Yeah, I mean, when I first was getting into the lifestyle, I did have this vision that you know, there would be, because you know about like the the positions, the kneeling positions. Right. And I thought of all of that. And if you go on TikTok, you'll ha- you'll see people show you like the secret code that they do for when their submissive is acting up. And they like tap one finger on their chest to show the first warning and then two fingers to show the second. I'm like, that was what I thought. And that's high protocol. We even have a friend, Gothic Metalhead. Mm-hmm. She does specific poses for people that can't do the, the actual poses or whatever adapt- they are. She calls them adaptive poses. Yeah, they're adapted for people that can't physically do the the ones that are more conventional. Yeah. Maybe that's why I really never got into it because my knees would never let me kneel well, then for go any look length at, of time. Go look at her adaptive poses because I've done them. Oh, cool. They're actually really great. 
for people that have like lower body issues, they're fantastic. Oh, you should look at it. Okay. Um, but like, okay, so for you, if even if you still wanted some of the rules, some of the structure, that's what they would call we would call since we're in the community low protocol. I mean, I like rules, but it's more specific rules for my behavior versus protocols like you always have to walk on the right side or you always have to um well be in a position let me give you an example of a little protocol and then you tell me if this works for you okay so this one is the power exchange is still there Mm -hmm. um it's a use of titles but it's not like all the time you can you can say hey honey instead of hey daddy or hey sir or even yeah well, for me, I was it just was based upon where we were and what we were doing. I mean, if we were in at a at a dungeon, then I would probably only use the term "daddy" or "sir" because right. it would be appropriate. But but if we're, we're at, at a restaurant, a, we're at a restaurant. I would never exactly. So it's not a consistent use of the title. Okay, but I never used the first name because that felt weird to me. It feels weird to me too. Except if I'm around my mother, in which case, then I'll call him by his actual first name. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So, but this still sounds kind of accurate to you, right? Yeah, so far so good. Okay, uh, freedom of speech to a degree. My rules were always I could say whatever I needed to say as long as it was respectful. Okay, so there we go. More casual, a little. It's more freedom oriented. Like you're not restricted. Correct. Okay, I don't do so well with restrictions. It's something like when you're hanging out with your dom. Let's say you're on the couch, whatever, yeah. and you say, and he says, or she says, or whoever it is at the time says. Hey, can you make me a cup of coffee? I could really use a cup of coffee. And you're like, oh yeah, I'll go make you a cup of coffee. You hand them the coffee, right? Yeah, no, see, I I wouldn't even do well with the can you please make me a cup of coffee? I'm like, kitchen's right there. Like, if I were going to make myself a cup of coffee, then I could also make one. But if we're sitting on the sofa, chilling, mm-hmm. and, he, and he wants a cup of coffee, he can get up and get his own damn coffee. Okay, I'm so really low protocol. You were extremely. <laughs> so until we got to that part, you were on board. And then coffee, you were like, nope, line. Yeah, but no, but the point is if I'm making them a coffee, yeah, uh, there's no specific ritual in how I hand it to them. It's just like, okay, but, here, here's a cup of coffee. But you, what if one of your rules is making a cup of coffee every morning? You have a coffee sub. What if you were like, this was one of the things that they wanted? You said in a previous episode on service submission, you said that you don't do very well with that, but you can tolerate it. To a well, degree. Right. I mean, and, and for instance, I'm already making myself a cup of coffee every morning. So if part of my responsibility is, is I have to make them their cup of coffee also, and I know they want this much sugar and this much creamer and this much whatever, and they want it in this specific mug because that's their travel mug. Okay. I'm totally okay with that. I'm already there making my own coffee okay. and having a very specific instructions as to how to do theirs. That I'm totally okay with. Okay. But it's not like you're at night, hey, can you make me a cup of coffee and it's not already made? Yes. You're not gonna, okay. So let's let's table that for a second. Let's go to moderate. Okay. And this is where I'm expecting Raw Raw to just go, nope. Yep. All right. So there's a few rules that are consistent, but it's sort of in between high and low. That's what moderate means, right? Oh, yeah. So the power exchange is a little bit more visible, mm-hmm. which is when you get uh, the more casual focus getting shifted a bit. So you're going to have a more consistent use of titles. Okay. You're going to have most couples only do it when they seen, but you're going to do it more around the house, mm-hmm. um, possibly more not quite in public, 
Like if you're at a restaurant or something, you're not going to call them daddy, but you might say uh, a different title in public. Right. Like, um, like our friend that says monsieur. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to look as strange if you say sir out in public as if you said daddy. Right. No, that one people get hinky about. Oh, yeah. Even within the community. Yeah. <laughs> you could have the dominant indicate the correct way to do something, like give a hand signal, mm-hmm. and then you have to do something. Like, let's do the coffee thing again. Uh, this is a title for you. Baby girl, make me a cup of coffee. And it's say, let's say it's in the morning. Right. And so for, for me, that indicates, okay, yeah, no, this is, this is my dominant saying, make me a cup of coffee. And then you don't just hand them the cup of coffee. You present the coffee. Right. This could be something really simple, like two handed present, lower the head, give it to them. Yeah. Um, I have a TikTok friend who posted video of their sub handing them a drink and they had to be on their knees head lowered okay drink handed two-handed on their knees was with i think where we would get into the high protocol part because it's more positional right moderate you're not necessarily on your knees but you're two-handed presenting the coffee kind of a thing it's a little more structured it's a little more added to it rather than just here gotcha okay so the high protocol Uh uh-huh is power exchange is there. Right. That's, it's highly visible. It is there. There could be speech restrictions. There could be movement restrictions. There is consistent use of titles, even in public. Which you know how Rara and I feel about public. Yeah. We're both not that smooth about it. Um, this could be something like the submissive is not allowed on the furniture. They have to be on the floor. I talked to a dominant at one point who had that as one of his rules, which is why we never became anything more than friends. Right. I like my sofa. (laughs) (laughs) And to bring back the coffee analogy, this is, again, baby girl, sub, pet, whatever it is that you're called, bring me a cup of coffee. Not only do you have to fix it precisely the way they want it in the exact mug that they want it, you present that coffee two-handed, head bowed, kneeling. Yeah. It is very precise. That's the difference with high protocol and like say low and moderate is the the specificity. Well, right. You have rules like you may not speak unless spoken to. Right. You may not speak to other dominants unless your dominant gives permission. And some people have that on their FET. Do not message me. Right. Unless you have already spoken with and gotten permission from my dominant. And you would consider that more high protocol. Definitely. It, I mean, people also do that when they're under protection. Like, I had that for my cousin. But I think you could still have high protocol in protection situations. It can be. But it, it, it depends on why you're doing it. You know, I know some women who do that in the hopes to avoid creepers. Yes. And that's different. That's that's a, um, a technique versus a protocol. It, yeah. So it, the difference in these things is the level of specificity. It's the protocols. It's the rules. It's the why. It's the maintaining of it's the consistency. There's a lot going on. So the thing is, this is what this is what irks me about that book. Yeah. Making it seem like this is the end all be all. This is what we all want to be. I you know? have not ever had high protocol, whether I was the dominant or the submissive. I did. That's how I started out, actually. But I just, 
That book really bugged me. I see that. I'm sorry. It's trying to make one way of doing something more authentic and more true than than the other ways. I think there is there is some thoughts by some people that one way is better than the other. So if you're doing the high protocol, then you're more of a kinkster. Yeah. Or a better kinkster or more of a real kinkster. And that's sort of bullshit. Right. Which is what we've been saying. You know, as, as Sunny Megatron started and the rest of us have all jumped on this bandwagon, kink is customizable. Mm-hmm. Well, not only that, maintaining this life, this particular thing is like super hard work. Some of us are lazy. Yeah. Some of us have issues with authority, too. Yeah. Some of us have consistency issues. Some of us have ADHD. <laughs> and don't remember the fucking rules, daddy. I mean, what? Some of us are just bitches. <laughs> or that. Or brats. <laughs> Little Miss recently discovered brat wants to break the rules just to see. No, I don't want to break the rules just to see, but I'm just not going to follow the rules unless you give me a goddamn good fucking reason. And because I said so, just doesn't work for mm. me. So Rara is like, I'm not a brat. I don't want, I like following the rules unless they're stupid. Thank you. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. But Rara is the one I that decides have if it's follow the rule if it's a stupid rule. But who decides if it's stupid? Well, me. Yes. <laughs> see, I prove my point. Anyway, I don't see the problem with this, but okay. That's why for some people it's very hard to stick with these rules. There's <laughs> lots of different reasons we may not do high protocol because apparently rules are stupid. They can be, and like also speed limits. They should really be speed suggestions. Any cops listening? She's joking. No, I'm not. Don't come okay. find her. But okay. <laughs> I mean, I did get pulled over the other day for thinking a speed limit was a suggestion. Oh, did you? Did I you know this? Yes, you did. Did I forget already? Because yes. I'm old. It was, oh, yes, that's right. Because that was part of your really horrible bad day. My no good, very horrible. What? What's the rest of that? Book? <laughs> my no good, very horrible bad day. Terrible day. That was a bad day. And this was just the coup de gras, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't because them not letting me into my doctor's appointment was the fucking coup de gras. And then staying there for two and a half hours. That was probably even. Anyway, I'm, I'm a little salty. I see that. Let me get back to okay this because right. you distracted me. And salt isn't good for you. Yes. Well, I mean, it makes everything taste better and enhances flavors. So I'm going to go with yes. Goddamn fucking good for me, <laughs> says the foodie. Anyway, so like <laughs> some people will do high protocol for maybe like a scene. Yeah. And it's consistent in that scene. Some people will do it for like a weekend. But for people like me who have ADHD and can't remember the rules and people like rah-rah who think rules are stupid, Mm -hmm. they're probably just not going to do them. I know people who high protocol is only when they're at kink events. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when they're out in public, we're not following high protocols. If we're at home, we're not necessarily following high protocols. But when you're at the dungeon, then you have the high protocol. Or if they're at a party, Mm -hmm. a kink party, which we go to plenty of those. And that may be like, Let's say you're only in high protocol if you're wearing the collar. Right. That's the signal that is going to be high protocol. We've now moved into high protocol protocol. High, high, what? <laughs> high protocol protocol. Po- <laughs> Peter Piper picked a peck it of makes peppers. sense in my head. Just go on. I'm okay with this. I just couldn't say it. <laughs> but I'm okay with saying Peter Piper. Just not protocol protocol. 
Sorry. <laughs> I don't see why your problem becomes my problem, but okay. I'm gonna about to make this your problem. You got a shtick? Yeah. Do uh, someone on the other side it's of the room. my ass. Yeah, I'm not taking that one. Mm, that's how I. I know. will get other sticks from your wall, though. I'm sorry, sticks from your wall. Are you threatening me with a good time? Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. <laughs> Remember the last time we did this, and I said <laughs> I would hit me you if I behaved. Yes. You would hit me, <laughs> and I did. <laughs> Bringing that back. <laughs> oh, goody, goody, goody. Okay, I'll sit there quietly. <laughs> Threatening a masochist with a good time. <laughs> I didn't learn my lesson, apparently. I love my black my black hanky play. Oh yeah, I did I, <laughs> I was in that. I showed up to that one. You showed up to the for those the hanky guide. Yes. Tell them what it is now. Hanky guide is um basically you have hankies in different colors and the different colors represent the different activities you want to do. There's so many hankies. There's so many. Like I like to do black hanky, which is bruises. Black hanky is uh sadomasochistic stuff okay i also like to do maroon hanky which is blood, blood. a purple hanky which is piercing why is it not electro we didn't have an electro there one. isn't a hanky for electro and then of course if you wear if you put the hanky the whole point was you go someplace and you use the hankies to to signal to people what you're willing to do and not do mm. and so if you put it in your left pocket then that's an indicator that you want to be the top and if you put it in the right pocket, you want to be the bottom. What if you don't have pockets? Well, we talked about maybe you could put it in bracelets on your wrist. Okay. Left can or we, right. Can we do this? Like, can we make a bracelet like with different colored beads and just wear that? I, you could, but people might not know that's what you mean. Okay. Anyway, we starting, we used, Monk is the one who taught us about that. And I've just been using them in TikTok so I can say things without getting in trouble. Like, I'm doing a purple hanky activity and then... I, people know what I'm saying, and I don't have to. Unless you get don't in know what the, the fuck a hanky guidelines. is. Well, then we tell people. Somebody asked, and I just said, "Just look up the hanky look guide." Up. Okay. All right. Sorry. I okay. just totally derailed the conversation. No, that's fine. I told you to. Okay. So you're good. You had my permission. I had consent. You did not cheat on me. Yay! I followed the protocol. You did follow. But I'm good. good. Thank you. Girl. Thank you. <laughs> now she's all I wanted melty. to know. <laughs> it's so easy. <laughs> I am. I'm just not cheap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we know that. All right, so let's talk about positioning. Oh, I love positions, yes. No, you don't. Oh, kinky positions. The high protocol positions. Sorry. Okay, so this is... <laughs> wow. She's already forgotten her stance on everything. No, I just... I had other positions in mind. Okay. Well, this is this is the high protocol positions. Yes. And these are the ones that you were like, eh, and then I said... Okay. Because you said your knees couldn't do it and all of that. Because a lot of them are kneeling-based. Yeah. And I just, sort of why I haven't had a dominant in a long time. I'm just not in a place where I feel like kneeling to anybody. So it's all good. Well, do you remember that time that daddy made me kneel in front of him and I had to use a pillow underneath my knees and then he brought out, it wasn't a spider. Oh, sorry. It was a fucking scorpion. scorpion. Yeah, I remember the scorpion. I just didn't remember that's what it was. (laughs) I knew it was a bug and you didn't like it. I didn't like it. (laughs) Fucker still has it in his office. I avoid that section. So I found this cool website that Rara may be interested in mm-hmm. posting sometime. I thought it was really neat because it had pictures. Oh, I like pictures. Of the positions. Like really, really specific positions. There was tons. Ooh, you know what? Sh- should I make? Should I put that in the show notes? Yeah, that'd be really cool. I have okay. it I have it on my notes. Okay. 
so you can just copy and paste it. Got it. I thought you'd like it. So right. it's the restrained elegance lexicon of slave girl positions, which clearly is a mouthful. Is a mouthful, but you don't have to. Obviously, slave girl is what they were using and creating. You could do it with literally anybody. Yeah. But I thought this was really cool because I liked the pictures showing you exactly what each one looked like. Front, back, everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's really handy. So somebody could just print this out and teach them. When I was doing this, I only had three. But I found them in this lexicon of positions. Okay. And so position training is supposed to teach the submissive to assume a set of kneeling or standing positions. Mm-hmm. In response to, like, voice commands, hand signals, all of that. And when they're not doing something else or when they're first presenting themselves to the dominant partner, the submissive partner should adopt a certain position. So, at this, once they're taught the positions, I guess there's, like, two ways to do this. One, there's a position that they always have to be in no matter what. That's, like, their base. Starting position. Starting position. And then there's the ones where, like, if I don't tell you to be in a position, you don't have to do anything. Like, you could be just sitting. There's, like, a couple different ways to go about this. But this always brings to mind mm-hmm. the the ones that you see on um, on media. All the memes. Everything. Yeah. Where you've got the slaves sitting uh, on their feet behind them yeah. kneeling with their hands behind their back. Oh, yeah. Head bowed. Head bowed and just waiting for the for the dominant to come and tell them what to do. Or the one where the dominant comes home from work and the submissive is again kneeling, Mm -hmm. holding whatever implement they would like used on them. Right. It's it's like the head bowed, hands up holding this implement. This is the one that we always see. This is the high protocol. Mm -hmm. What do you think of? When I think of high protocol, I do think of um, a lot of time in their knees and not for sex. Right. Um, <laughs> different rules, like you always have to be on this side of me or that side of me. You can't speak until spoken to. Mm-hmm. Uh, different things like that is what is what comes to my mind when I think of high protocol. I mean, I thought this would be something that I would enjoy when I first, and then I really looked more into it and I said, yeah, this, this isn't going to work for me. Right. I didn't think that would work for you ever. No, it didn't. It doesn't work for me either. It did uh, from the dominant standpoint. I really liked it. I only had the three positions, like I like I was saying before. The first one is the the standard kneeling, hands behind their back kind of thing, and it's not just that. It's having the shoulders back, the chest presented out, Mm -hmm. the head bowed so that they're not looking at you. I liked that one. Yeah, I don't as a dominant. I, I never incorporated these either. I mean, there would be, there'd be some rules, but more rules than protocols. Rule, you know, things, I mean, I guess it also depends on how you define rules versus protocols. Like if I tell my submissive, you've got to send me a good morning text every morning when you wake up. Some people might say that's a rule. Some people might say that's a protocol. Six of one half right. dozen of another with that. But I don't need a submissive who has to be kneeling. Now, if it's something that they want, Okay, I'll incorporate that into the dynamic because it makes them happy. Right. But I don't need it. Like I said, this was all right at the beginning when I first started in BDSM. So this is what I thought was what we did. Yeah. And then as the years progressed, I got more relaxed. Mm-hmm. But remember, what I this is pre-electro for me. And I was mostly um, pegging. 
So my next position was face down, ass up. Assume the position. Exactly. Hands spread in the cheeks, ready to go. And then the last one was, I called it the bitch position. Yeah. Where they had to be on their back, legs up, knees drawn up to chest, hands holding the knees up. Oh, I call that diaper position. Oh, God. That's, that, that's cheating. Sorry. No, I called it bitch position. But that works that too. Was, but that was also because I had a lot of um, my partners were into humiliation. Mm-hmm. So that's where a lot of this came from. And they always had to call me by a title. And it was just, I was very, very into the protocols. Yeah. And they had to learn these before we could do a scene. One of the ones that I do like, though, again, maybe this would work better when I'm dominant because I don't think I could do it as a submissive, is I know. Like you walk, you get, you come through the door at the end of a work day. Mm-hmm. And let's say there's a mat next to the door and you get down on your knees and you wait and the dominant will put the collar on you. And now you've officially turned off work you, work you. And now you're submissive home you. That's interesting. Cause I walk through, the, I said it again. I haven't said it in a while. I walk through the door. And that's my signal that I'm no longer work me. I can be a little me. But I don't have to like wear anything. It's simply walking through the door. Yeah. I think it just depends. I mean, I know when I used to wear the thick play collar that, yes, somehow putting that on triggered my brain Mm -hmm. and it changed my mindset. So I understand why somebody why somebody would need that. Uh, again, I'm in a very different mental state, and I don't, I have not been feeling particularly submissive for a while now. <laughs> it happens, folks. Um, so I don't think about needing that ability to like turn one side of me off and turn the other side of me on. Right. But I like the idea. I mean, I go into a party now, and I can. Again, because I'm not trying to flip on my submissive side. Right. I don't need that play collar to get me into the mindset. That's because you weaned yourself off of it. Probably. Yeah. We've got, uh, so high protocol, like I said, is really heavy on the titles. And it doesn't have to be master or mistress. We did this, um, we talked about this in like the honorifics and titles and labels episodes. Yeah. That whole thing where it could be literally any title that you agree on. But in high protocol, you have to use that title. Yeah. And it's really funny because for me in the relationships that I've been, when I was the submissive, I never thought, I mean, technically, daddy, sir was a title. I use them as names. Like, that's just. Like, how, babe? Yeah. Like, I, when I would call Voldemort daddy, like, that was just his name. Yeah. I didn't think about it. Well, Daddy J, his name is Daddy. Yeah, I mean, and I literally, I have to like translate in my head to call him by his real name when there's vanillas around. Yeah, that, I mean, I just avoided the name altogether because it felt weird. (laughs) That's not your name. This is your name. That is your name. Um, When I am this, when I am the dominant, it is important to me that you call me princess. It is, it is really important to me because I want to set a tone. And that's your title. And it very much is my title in that instance. Okay. So maybe you're a little more moderate. When I'm the, when I'm the dominant, 
probably. Yeah. Because it's a little harder for me to because I'm because I'm little and my do- my submissives are always going to be taller than me. Mm-hmm. It's a little harder to just get into that proper mindset and set the stage. Um versus when I was the submissive, it was just sort of natural because I'm littler than you and I so it just feels feels more natural. Yeah. So I enjoyed, you know, setting a setting a stage and creating an atmosphere. Okay, but that was when we were specifically at an event. Like I'd go out for dinner with my submissive. Call me Rara. I was totally fine with that. I didn't need in that instance. I felt we were more little equal. Okay, than if we were at an event where it was like we need to be strict here. We need to be following proper protocol. Okay. So I would think, yeah, in um, when as the dominant, I prefer mid level. Yeah, when we are at events, I don't need when we're not at events. Whatever you're like nothing. Okay, so you you do like more moderate level protocol than when when you're at an event. That's exactly what you just said. So that means that it's like during a scene, which is what some people will do. Never twenty four seven for you. Well, the rules were 24-7, but the protocols were not. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that does. I'm, I guess I, so like I said, I started out more high, relaxed. Now I'm down to low. Okay. If, if anything. Mm-hmm. I haven't had, so daddy and I do, we have protocols, I guess, but I definitely would consider this low protocol because we don't have very many. They're kind of inconsistent. And I don't feel like there's no trigger word other than hey princess. There's not really a trigger word to get me in that space. And that's a trigger for the little. Right. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, which I know you will. I just don't see littles necessarily as doing high protocol. That's more submissive because how are you going to get like a three or four year old to follow that level of. I have no idea, but I'm sure there are. Well, I'm not thinking because remember, you can be both a little. And a submissive. So I would think that that's more their submissive side versus their little side. Well, littles can be some, like, yeah, littles are. Right, but I'm just saying, is, but those are two sides of you, mm-hmm. right? Your little side's going to be very different than your submissive side. No. For me, the little is the submissive. Okay. I don't have, like, a normal, like, I don't have what would normally be considered a submissive aspect unless it is with the little. Yeah, see, mine are completely separate. There is zero Milchanada submissive shit with my middle. She is a boss lady. And you ain't gonna mess with her. If you know anything about 15 and 16 year olds, that will make complete sense. Yeah. (laughs) Even less than that. You could take a 12 year old and it would still be the same thing. They think they're the boss. Um, We are. Oh, you, you keep thinking that, honey. Okay. Really? You know me. Am I not the boss? Do you know my job? Yeah, I do. I do. You know mine? I'm the boss. Ah, that's cute. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. So we talked about titles. Oh, so hey, Rara, I wanted you to talk about service aspects okay. for protocols because you you really went into the service sub uh-huh. thing. So there is a part of the high protocols where it's part of their job to like make the meals and cleaning the house. Do you remember when we watched the second season? Was it first or second of uh, bonding? And she had Rolf. 
I really don't remember if that was first or second season. I but, yeah. think more of the high protocol stuff was yeah. in the first season with him, but he cleaned her house and stuff. Yeah. There's also cigar service mm-hmm. is an excellent example of high protocol service. I can't picture cigar service as being anything other than high protocol. I 100% would connect that. I mean, correct us if we're wrong, but I I connect that entirely with yeah, high. Yeah, because with cigar service, there is a very strict sense of the rules that you would follow, the protocols that you would put together. And you're on your knees. You are presenting the cigar. If you've added where you become a human ashtray, there's a whole thing to it. And you have to be trained into this. Yeah, there's, there's, there's you can't like, just like decide, oh, I'm going to do cigar service today. No, there's like very specific trainings to do this. So yeah, I, I would absolutely consider that high protocol. Um, things if like, if there's enough interest from folks and please let us know, we can, we can find an expert and do a, and do a, an episode on cigar service. It's not something I'm interested in. I don't see you smoking cigars. I but, don't. You know. But uh, we do have friends that do. Yeah, we do. And we have a friend that has a cigar service sub. Mm-hmm. Um, what about like adding, um, what is it, boot? A boot black, yes. Wouldn't that be part of it? It can be, but not every boot blacker is submissive. Okay. They just like leather? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think... If we were to do that, the the more specific acts of service, mm-hmm. we could do a couple of different ones that are really specific. Yeah. But yeah, I, I when I think of high protocol, I definitely think of service submission in that because to me, some of the protocols are the way you serve. Like when I talked about um, the post of the submissive who served the drink mm-hmm. to their to their dominant. There was a very specific way in which it was presented. And to me, that's very service submission y. Is that a word? What, I'm yeah, making service it submission y. Sure, I'm we'll making take it. it a word. Thank you. What about things like inspections? Does that ever come to mind? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I certainly have read books where. Of course you have. Yeah. Where it, it, there's definitely <laughs> inspections. Like you have to, you have to, if you've been told to, and these are specifically female. But right. I'm sure it would work with male submissives too. Um, you have to shave your pussy area. Mm-hmm. And so this inspection, have you done it right? There's a position called the inspection position. Yeah. So that they can check and make sure you've shaved all the areas you have to shave. Um, they check the butt, make sure the butt's been cleaned, different things like that. So yeah, I would definitely think of inspection as part of that. You could actually include all... I would consider high maintenance personal hygiene in that. So for me, getting your nails done every couple of weeks or week is more high maintenance for me. Mm-hmm. But to other people, they just consider that hygiene. Getting waxed. Yep. And getting that would be part of it to make sure. Wearing a specific scent. Um, there's even so if let's say somebody like me, I'm allergic to certain scents. I'm allergic to certain soaps. If I were having a relationship with this person, now lucky for me, I am not allergic to the soap that daddy uses, but I buy all the soap anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's something like you could specify the scent that they have to use. You could specify the soap. They have to use hypoallergenic soap. They have to do their laundry with a certain detergent. I'm just laughing because last night Diesel came over mm-hmm. and took a quick shower so he would be fresh. And he was telling how he loves my soap. I have, I use, 
the dial antibacterial soap so that way when I do my blood play yeah, and I shower, I have the antibacterial soap to clean myself off. And he was talking about how he just loves that smell. That's so cute. Uh, they could specify that you have to dress a certain way. Yes. That, that I definitely think about. Um, you know, like panties, not panties. And mm-hmm. there could be different rules of how you dress on situations. So this is how you dress when we go out to a vanilla event versus this is how you dress when we are at a kink event. Well, I feel like that's just, you would definitely dress differently for different events. But for instance, you might very well have underwear is acceptable in vanilla environments, but not acceptable in kink environments. Or my first dom was, there was, if I'm wearing a dress or a skirt, doesn't matter what I'm doing. There's no underwear. No underwear. If I'm going grocery shopping. Yeah. If I'm in a dress or skirt, there may not be any underwear on. Or what about um, at kink events, you have to be wearing a butt plug? Yes. Your collar, your, maybe not only just collar, but um, cuffs. Yeah. Uh, There was this one story I read where when she was doing a high protocol situation with with her partner at home, he would specify, this is high protocol night. So she would have to go upstairs, shower, do all these very specific detailed things, you know, for hygiene and whatnot, get into bed naked. While holding her cuffs and ankle cuffs. And then he would put them on. And that was part of the going to bed. She would sleep in those. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about leashes? I wouldn't sleep with a leash. No, but uh, wearing it dangerous. Wearing it, wearing, you know, that's part of right. your, co- your leash and collar at an event. That way so anybody could just pick up your leash and hook you up to something and you'd have to stay there. Or somebody could like make you go with them to the bathroom and then you have to stand there while they're peeing and... They're holding your leash. Speaking from experience much? I do remember the story. I think you've told it on the podcast oh, yeah. before, it's actually. Very funny. Yeah. What about the one where your leash was like your nipple was attached to her nipple? Done that. And then somebody pulled it out. No, I'm sure you enjoyed it. No, that I didn't enjoy. My nipples are really, really sensitive. Mm-hmm. Like that, 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 that crossed the pain from good pain to like owie pain. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on. Okay, leave my nipples alone. Yeah. What about something like masturbating until you're ready, but only until you're ready? Yeah, that's a rule. Um, presentation is another aspect of this, and this is the one where you were talking about. They have to be the angle of the head has to be in a certain way. You have to be walking slightly behind and to the right or left of the person no matter what you could be going into home depot yeah and you still have to do this Mm -hmm. um things like not being spoken to Mm -hmm. not speaking to you've been spoken to restricting eye contact Mm -hmm. yeah i mean and you can only speak when answering a question so you answer that question and then that's all you can do. And then you have to say, you have to put the title in front of it. Right. There could be, there could be hand signals to just ask permission to speak. You can't just say, hey, I, uh, or let me just use you as an example. Princess, may I speak? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to do that in certain situations. I would just have to give some sort of hand signal, like raising my hand to say, I would like permission to speak. And then I would say, princess, May I go use the bathroom? Yeah, because if you say, can I, then yeah. my answer to you would be, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, can you? Yeah, because sarcasm is your second language. We all know this because you're also a bitch. Yes. But just the fact of asking permission to go to the bathroom. 
Mm-hmm. But asking permission to ask permission. Right? Yeah. I, like, I may I speak? Yeah. And then I say, may I go to the exactly, bathroom? Exactly. Exactly. So that's all under this like permission standpoint. So there, there's tons of things you might have to ask permission for. Tons. Not just bathroom. Not eating? Just eating. Yeah, eat? There's, I read this one uh, part of an article where they were, the dominant had to finish their entire meal before the submissive could get theirs. Damn. Yeah. And if they ate slowly, you're starving. Yeah. So one of my favorites I wanted to talk about. Okay. Was I, I did a high protocol weekend with, with a submissive friend who was coming up to visit for the weekend. And we, we, oh God, we were super high protocol. Um, she wasn't allowed on the couch. She had to always be on the floor and I would pet her. She, I'm trying to, I'm trying to avoid the, the one that I want to talk about stuff, but I keep thinking about it and I'm like, I want to say it, but tease our listeners that way. Okay, fine. I'll just say it. My favorite rule. Yeah. Before any time she ate, mm-hmm. this was not a, may I eat my dinner? No. She had to eat me. I think that's fair. To completion before she was allowed to eat. I I could get behind that rule. Oh my God. She was amazing. <laughs> I I can say this with, def- if she's listening right now and if she's not, I'll probably say, best goddamn pussy eater ever in my entire fucking life. I would have let you borrow her. Damn, I'm sorry. Better than baby fireman. No offense to daddy, but... You know, look, everybody has different skill sets. Damn. She was good. (laughs) Fucking good. But, yeah, so... And she had to literally eat my cum before she was allowed to eat a meal. Yeah, I've seen ones where it's like... You can't eat until your dominance starts eating. Like, they, you have to wait. And they they have to take the first bite. And then you can start eating. They have to take the first... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's ones where um, if they're at a party, they have to serve the guests. You ever seen like the high protocol dinners? I actually was invited to participate in one and then it never happened, which was a bum. Oh, because I actually had my my uh, dominant all lined up, even though he wasn't my dominant. Normally, we just really want to go to one. I for me, I could do it for one night as role play. Right. As fun. Let's all get together and let's do this. And again, as I said, this wasn't my actual dominant. This was a friend, one of my regular tops at the time. And I would have just, you know, done it for the night as a fun game role play thing. Rara. Yeah. I have an idea. What? Let's do one. Okay. Let's do a high protocol dinner. Okay, but this time I would be the dominant. Yeah, that's duh. And I think. The problem with that, the only problem is daddy is not going to be submissive for that. And honestly, neither am I. So we're going to have to get two extras. Okay. Two extra subs. Could we do, like, does everybody have to bring their own or can we have like house subs? Yes. Okay. I don't see why not because sometimes that's what happens. But you have to make sure that you've got obviously equal dominance and equal submissives. Okay. So the first thing I thought of was not house sub. I thought of house elf. And that works too. Because <laughs> if you know anything about Harry Potter, the house elves were unfortunately service submissives. Yeah. I also uh I like this one. This is one that I still have. Okay. This is very leftover from my high protocol days. Mm-hmm. You cannot orgasm without permission. 
Yeah, I've, that's always been a rule. And you cannot... The orgasm control is a pretty common yeah. rule. So I still have that. When I when Daddy and I first got together, I told him his orgasms now belong to me. Mm-hmm. And mine belong to him. And we still maintain this. It's been years. We still do this. We can edge as much as we want. Yeah, but you're the odd duck who likes edging. I fucking love it. Oh, no. For me, it's like sleep medicine. Like I take a melatonin, take out my thunder stick, three orgasms, I'm ready to go to bed. It's my nightly routine. I mean, well, brush my teeth, take my melatonin, three orgasms, go to bed. I could literally be fucking daddy and decide I'm not having an orgasm. I'm saving it. For what? A rainy day? No, because the longer I go in between, the bigger they are. So if I want a quickie, yeah, sure, I'll have a little quickie orgasm. But if I extend it and I edge for days, week, it's mind-blowing. Uh, see, I have very, I mean, this is totally off topic. I just have very, I have both vaginal and clitoral. So when I have, like, Diesel was over last night. I slept really, really well last night. Um, <laughs> just saying. You know, that's with it, but that's going to be my vaginal orgasms, which are different than the clitoral, which I get with my thunderstick. I've only had one. Sorry. One vaginal orgasm ever. Daddy was so proud of himself. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I've am i always maintained I'm very fortunate. You are. I, I that's recognize pretty unusual. It. I recognize it. Yeah. They're very different. Anyway. Yes. If you can get them together. That's the holy grail. Oh, yes. When you can get the two together. I, okay, so I have bigger orgasms when I'm fucking daddy and using a vibrator. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that it's, I, I guess it's the combination that makes it so big. But I've only had one where it was just vaginal. Yeah. No, if I'm just vaginal, I can have a fucking boatload of orgasms. <laughs> when it's the two together, one usually does me in. Yeah just that that That, mind-blowing that it's just mind-blowing and i'm done that right there is what happens after i edge for a week oh okay that that feeling that's what i go for and it it, i've learned that it just takes a few different like right now i'm ready to go can't help you with that no as soon as i get home as soon as daddy's home i'm just be like hey let's go okay i'm like jonesing but um it's i've been i mean i have my sibian if you if you really need no daddy will be bad okay he wants it. He wants it. All right. I offer. Yes. So we're coming up to the end. Okay. So let's talk about at rest. Okay. Let us. I feel like that's a pretty good, pretty well, good yes, spot. Resting is always a good end. Yeah. Well, that's what you did last night after you oh, damn, got your end. so fucking well. We, <laughs> we also hadn't seen each other in a while mm-hmm. because um, he's got a new job, so he's on the road a lot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And your schedule is horrific. Yeah. All right. Anyway, at rest. Yeah, that's basically, it's really simple. It's when you're not doing anything else, the submissive person can be instructed to return to a specific spot. Uh, they can be on a specific posture, like what you were talking about before when you come in, you're on a So similar to like in the military, where the military has their at rest standing position. Isn't that at ease? Yeah, that too. Okay. But that's but my point was you were talking about at rest. Okay, but I'm just saying it's, yes. it's a different word. Yes, it is. But it's like what you were saying with the person comes in and they have to kneel on the mat. That would be at rest until the next part starts. Right. Okay. Or like they're getting ready for bed. They can't get into the bed until the person, 
the dominant partner says, okay, it's time to get into bed. Uh-huh. So, like, they could use a mat, a corner, a dog bed, mm-hmm. a cage. Yeah. We you- tried to put Daddy Jane in a cage. Did it didn't we? work. Oh, you didn't hear that conversation? At at the last risque, when you had to use that table. Oh, the cage that table. And that had the cage underneath yes. it. And poor, and poor Daddy was so exhausted. Yeah. That he needed oh, to. Oh, I do remember and this. And we kept, I kept trying to tell him, there, there's, just lie down in the cage we'll and take a put nap. A, put a blanket over you and you can take a nap in the yeah. cage. Yeah. I think he resisted that one. Oh, he did. He wouldn't do that. He actually stood up the whole time. I know. He, he was so thing. funny because I totally middled out and he kept noticing that. Oh, just, just tell the story now. Oh, you didn't even t- Well, I got to, I, I unlocked the next kink level. <laughs> Something I've been, it's been on my bucket list that I've been wanting to do. Pause. Plugging ears. Go okay. ahead. I did sutures. Ah, I heard that. And oh my fucking God, I loved it. She was high as a kite after that. So for days, for days, I, I get high just even thinking about it. It was amazing. And we're already planning the next one. <laughs> but yeah, I, I knew like the event started at nine. We came there early because you had to set up. Yep. I wasn't scheduled for the sutures till 11. So for two hours, I was bouncing off walls in anticipation Earlier than that, we got there at eight yeah but i didn't i don't know what time i don't think i scheduled like to okay wrote it down the schedule what time so did, did daddy James just kept laughing at me he's going oh my god first he's like he goes you're littling out and i'm like well i'm middling that's the same thing yeah <laughs> well that's because that's what he does to me he goes your little is showing oh yeah my, my middle was screaming out loud <laughs> like we could be out in public and i'll do something like bounce and he goes honey Honey, your middle or your not middle. He's honey, your little is showing. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was, I did three scenes. I bought him for three scenes that night. They were all fantastic, and I couldn't stop. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, you started me. I did. Sutras went next. I got her started, and then I did impact with John. Wait, 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 Rara. Did I rev your engine? You did. <laughs> you warmed me up. I was ready to go. <laughs> and then I did, I did, I, I finished with bottoming for impact with John. And see, this is the difference between me and I guess normal people. He leaned over to me at one point and he said, oops, I know this wasn't supposed to be a blood scene, but. Oh. And I just started laughing. I said, it happens. Be careful with that. So what happens is you use a meat tenderizer. Will you think? That's what I wanted to say to him, but I didn't. Oh. And he, he doesn't listen, so it's okay. And would've... don't. And and girlfriend, don't tell him. I don't want to say I don't want to say her name because I don't want to get her in trouble. You know he listens, right? No, he doesn't. She tells him. She listens religiously and then tells him they talked about you, you gotta listen. But then he doesn't. Okay, well that's good at least. At least he doesn't <laughs> listen. But yeah, I was like I don't know if it's ever a good sign when your top goes, oops. But I was totally okay with no, that. No, I have decided that oops and uh oh are the world's <laughs> scariest words. So like you don't want a firefighter to be like putting out a fire and be like, uh oh. Or oops. Oh, no, no, no. I got one better for oops. Yeah. Your surgeon. Oh, yeah. Does something. Oops. No. Or windmid. That doesn't look good. Yeah, no. Um, no, I just decided oops. Yeah. If they go oops and they're doing surgery, that's not good. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to. Bring, my closing. Bring, us to, bring us to an end. Yeah, because like, we haven't gone off on so many goddamn tangents today. Which makes today different from all other days. I'm just How? extra ADD today. I don't even have that excuse. No. You just have me. <laughs> I'm your just excuse, like this all the time. No, your excuse is me going, hey, tell them that story. Yeah. So I want to just say, and in closing, just whatever. 
high protocol is mainly about reinforcing the relationship roles. It's it's if you want this to be the roles that you play, the protocols, the rules, all of that is just reinforcing it. It's giving each partner a clear structure and a guideline within to work. And here's the thing. It's not meant to ostracize or humiliate anybody. If you are practicing high protocol and the person hasn't agreed to it or trained in it and you're doing it just to humiliate them, like this is a rule. You should know that. No, God damn it is not. Nope. They're not a mind reader. Nope. If you don't want them to speak without permission, one, you have to tell them that. And two, they have to agree to that. I, I got nothing. You said it perfectly. I was going to say, you paused. I was like, were you waiting for permission to speak? No. you don't do that. I never have. I just, I couldn't add to it. It was perfect. Thank you. So just, again, communicate always. And if you want to try high protocol, there's definitely classes. Rara is going to put the, uh, what was that called? Not etiquette. The, the lexicon, position. the of, lexicon positions. of positions. I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. So you'll be able to see that. I thought it was really good. I just really liked the fact that there was pictures along with the description. So that was pretty helpful. And again, if you are somebody who can't do what we would consider the normal able-bodied positions because you have issues with your body, check out Gothic Metalhead on TikTok. She's phenomenal. I'll include a link. Yeah, she has also. really, really good alternate positions. Yeah. I like them. And I just want to say, and if you don't want to do whole pro- high protocol, that's okay too. Yep. You don't have to do it. It's not a requirement. It is not the gold standard of BDSM. And you are not any less submissive or dominant if you don't include high protocol in your dynamic. Well put. Thank you. Good girl. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be shared in a future episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are The Pink Kink Podcast. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast, and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pink kink podcast and check out our pink kink swag available on our website, pinkkinkpodcast.com. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help us. And don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. So until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted.